Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Knowing that a luxury brand like Cartier is going to treat people like that. Dave show, and I are never you know, buying our wives come. anything from Cartier. That's ever right. This is how we show I've had and Louis Vuitton and all these other yeah. brands yeah. also treat their customers like that. You know what's so and funny? And Target. Yeah. Target. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. There is something to be said about how completely out of control of your entire life you feel when your feet start to betray you in the shower. One goes and then you try to catch it with the other one and that goes, Oh, hey, oh, oh, God. I almost fell also backwards into the curtain. Oh, crap you up in it. Yeah, you just fall out. I so mummified myself. Like a mummy. And Mahoney. I did see someone playing the wiener guitar the other day. You did? How, how was it going? He was stringing. They were plucking away. <laughs> would you call that the manjo? <laughs> yes, I would. That guy was in Mumford and Buns. <laughs> All right. This is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Uh, we barely, barely knew you, old Drizzly. No more booze from Uber. Uber is shutting down its alcohol delivery service called Drizzly after acquiring it for a cool $1.1 billion back uh. in 2021. Yeesh. Is that uh, why my Uber prices have gone up? Probably. Drizzly, known for its wide selection of beer, wine, and liquor, operated as a standalone app. It is now being integrated into Uber Eats, which also offers alcohol. So it's not that you can't get booze through Uber, depending on where you live. Uh, but it, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be its own app anymore. They uh-huh. paid one point one billion dollars for it. Could they probably a lot cheaper have just integrated booze into the Uber Eats? Probably. Uh, but I hate Uber Eats personally. I think they're the nut low of food delivery apps. I'm with you on that. So right, I'll choose fine. to to uh, to not use them. The uh, the move is part of Uber's strategy to focus on its core offering of helping customers get almost anything through a single app. Yeah, I mean, it's like the... I feel like the way that Uber operates now, you know, and I feel for the drivers because people are invested and they've been trying to do this. It's just that they take advantage of the drivers. They take advantage of their customers. And it's just these rich, you know, venture capitalists trying to uh, take something that was a great idea and completely pervert it. And, it, you know, I, I just... If There's there- so much money that flows through that Uber app, and the fact that the vast majority of that money does not go to the people doing literally all the work all of and the providing work. all of the service yes. and vehicles, providing the cars and the gas and the insurance and driving and literally doing everything yep. other than just being a conduit to connect a consumer with that person that's doing all of the work is pretty gross. Yep. Some good news today as well. Mahoney, I feel like this is a couple of your worlds colliding. You have talked many times about how much you love. Some Blistex and having nice moisturized lips. I don't know if I love it, Dave, but I'm addicted to it. And it, uh, I do have I do have very sensual, soft, and moisturized lips. But uh, it comes at a cost because, Dave, uh, it, you know, it is an addiction. Did you hear that, Audrey? I did. Soft and sensual, sensual uh-huh. moisturized lips. Why are, you, right. why are you throwing it? Both of you. Because there is a couple of things that are coming together. I know that you're not a big Burt's Bees guy. You're a Blistex no, dude. Too, too, but, wa- too waxy. But mm. tell me if this, uh, if this changes your mind. Burt's Bees is actually linking up with Hidden Valley Ranch to collaborate to create ranch-flavored lip balm along with some other unique flavors. He's just starting eating the chapstick. Dude, I mean, this is nothing new because they, what are those old, you remember Lip Smackers back in the day, Audrey? Oh. They had the Dr. Pepper one. That was the elite one. And I actually, guys, I did eat it. You did? Yeah. Oh, man. I just eat the chapstick. I mean, because it would just be so good, I would just get a little nibble off the top, see what was up, and then, you know. Okay, so tell me if, if, you, if, if any of these flavors 
Uh, strike your fancy. Of course, there's a hidden Hidden Valley Ranch. There's also a fresh carrot flavor. Yes. Uh, crunchy celery flavor. Yes. Maybe that goes with the ranch. Maybe. Uh, and then the buffalo sauce as well. No. So this actually all started out as an April Fool's Day joke back in 2022. They put it on social media. Everyone kind of jokingly freaked out about it. Well, now uh, it has become a real thing, and they're saying that you can get a four-pack of some of these delicious new flavors like celery no. uh, for just $11.99 while supplies last. Gross. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So when I ask you guys, do you remember your weirdest neighbor ever? Does somebody instantly come to mind, or is it just kind of like a menage of people that have, over the years, chalked up as the strangest people you've no, ever No, there's, there's always that house. Yeah. I've got a house in my neighborhood. Currently. No, not currently, okay. but, you know, my, my the childhood neighborhood, the, my, the house... That lives perpetually in my mind. They, you know what? As kids, there was always the weird house. Like, yeah. I don't know who decided that that was the weird house but with the you weird know. people that lived in it, but there was always the weird house yeah. in every neighborhood. You know, as an adult for me, and we've talked about this on the show you know, numerous times over the years, you know, the squatters that were moved that mm. moved into the house next door and were doing meth and everything else. Like, that was a pretty that was a pretty weird time. We had to run them out of Dodge. Yeah. You know, so I, I would strike that as probably... The top of my list for weird neighbors are people that you didn't want. Unfortunate neighbors, yes. Yeah, they broke I mean, into the house next door and were and squatting that's there. Literal neighbors. You're talking yes. next door, not right like next door. in your neighborhood. If they were down the street, you'd be like, whatever. I don't. It's really fine. Care. That's that. If guy's you problems. share a wall with them, yeah. that's problematic. Well, this guy is definitely on the weird neighbor list. He's a Connecticut man. His name is Mark. Mark. He faces charges after neighbors complained that he dug up their yard. Ah. And you went, well, why would why would you dig up somebody else's yard? And also, can you imagine opening your blinds to your house one day and your neighbor, Mark, who looks to be, I don't know, at least in his late 60s, is out there digging up your this yard? This feels like the age of a guy who's going to dig up their neighbor's yeah. yard. Yeah. This feels like, you know, that perfect boomer age yep. of, like, entitlement and just stupidity. Yeah, so the, the cops received a call saying that, hey, there's this guy, my neighbor, he's digging up my front yard and he's refusing to leave. And he said that the reason why he was doing this, makes sense now that we have all of the facts, uh, is that he claimed that the caller who owned the house and her entire family were pirates. Oh, was he looking for buried treasure? Uh, we don't know for sure if he was looking for buried treasure, but that seems to be the most likely thing. If you're a pirate, you're known for burying treasure. Yeah. And if you're going to dig up a pirate's yard, it's probably because you're looking for that. What movie. kind of drugs are you got to be on, or what kind of like mental psycho like psycho break do you have to where you're starting to dig? Digging is during this time of year. Digging is not an easy feat. It is January. If you think it's your neighbors, yeah, if you think your neighbors are pirates, you're definitely not on. Marijuana. <laughs> okay. There you go, my honey. Okay. That was a stretch, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> also, what a crappy way to like hide stuff by burying, by burying it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, there's, there's better ways. A thousand, we have safes. Yeah, just put it in the in an account in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, you don't have to just bury it nowadays. There's other ways. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, guys. So I was wondering, how has the evolution of social media changed your connections and relationships? Like, do you ever wish we could go back to the time where everyone didn't share their entire lives online? Message deleted. I mean, I appreciate 
the world of social media in the fact that idiots broadcast their idiocy real loud. And so I can figure out who somebody is real quick and don't have to waste time anymore. There was a time when social media was still relatively new that I had this guilt feeling for muting somebody or blocking somebody or unfollowing somebody or whatever it is. And when I got over that, it was like I freed myself. Freedom. Because when you just unfollow somebody, they're gone. They just disappear. And it's so they're funny, the social, like the social, I don't know, stress that you feel whenever you're under, like, muting or blocking someone or unfriending whatever it is somebody who's like in the workplace or somebody who's a friend of a friend because there's that like anxiety that kind of creates turmoil within you that like oh they're gonna know or oh they're gonna care but who cares it's your social media it's your life have you ever gotten it's called so out weird. by somebody for unfollowing them i, um, I have i have, I I have too. too somebody actually confronted me about it i'm like oh did i do that oops and that was right around the time that uh, Meta came up with all of the muting features, mm -hmm. and I'm like, now you'll never know. So the reason I got called out on it is, and, and, I, and I just told him to their face, I'm like, you post too much dumb political stuff. I don't want to see that. Fair. Like, I like you as a person. Yeah. Like, I think you're a, a good person. I don't want to see you. Normalize your... that, Mahoney. Yeah. That, like, and I'm that like, is so smart. Like, like I, it was just one of those days that I had had a, a beverage or two when I was out. A so brain. Tell it like it is. So that's <laughs> out there. But I have, you know, I, I like, I'm a, I have no problem blocking people. Like, I'm a, like, my, my, my guy friends, they break up with their, their ex or somebody breaks up with somebody and their ex is a good piece of garbage. I'm like, I'm not staying friends with you. Block. Ooh, I'm one of those too. Like, I'm, I'm riding. But I rule though about like some of my girlfriends what? if they haven't been together i'm not even gonna like add them as a friend until i know that they're like exclusive and dating for like a year yep because i'm not gonna add you and then something happened in a year and then i'm like oh crap you're like i can't i've developed to your this yes. friendship and then now i've got to go back and like you know and i have no problem unfollowing or blocking but that whole thing just feels like i'm going through the breakup too i'm an empath man i don't want to do that crap it's too much work it's too much work I understand what Dave is talking about because I used to work at Tractor Supply and when I finished my shift, the bottom of my feet would hurt after walking around all day. So I understand what he's talking about when walking on the treadmill can make the bottom of your feet hurt. Love the show, guys. Bye. I wish we had Fitbit trackers when we were waiters and bartenders oh, because how many, so steps many steps I would have gotten. I mean, it got to the point where... I was working in a bar that I had to wear Jordans, like my Jordan 13s, my my like most coveted pair of shoes that I ever, uh, first pair of shoes that like I spent $110 on or whatever it was back in 1997 or 1996, whatever it was that I had to wear those to the bar because my feet were hurting so much, even at like 18, 19 years old when I weighed 170 pounds, but ruined the greatest pair of shoes I ever had. And I, that's why I now... Your Jordan collector. I have twenty pairs that I don't wear. That's your answer. It was to a trauma response. It is. It is yeah, it's, I'm still yeah. trying to. I'm still uh -huh. trying to find the pair of shoes that I ruined, Dave. Dude, my, much like my created my, the rest, a void. Yeah, my, the rest of my left life. heel today feels bruised because I did another workout yesterday where I was running on the treadmill. You need to get more cushion, man. I, know, I, 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 I brought a. Why am I running? Yeah, well, I want you trying because I'm trying to defat myself, you man. Can walk. Yeah, but it's not. You efficient. can just lift weights. I do both. Toe, rock I do and roll, man. Oh. Yeah, but. Running, you burn so many more calories than walking. What if you walk really fast? That's, uh, no. You could that's, walk that's, at an incline. It does the same. Better for your knees, man. 
Mahoney's so going to tell me anyways. how to work out. Hang on a second. Yeah. Mahoney yeah. Is, is now my personal trainer over mm-hmm. here. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Mahoney. You're welcome about for your that. insight on how to lose weight. After <laughs> both, after we had this conversation the other day, I literally chuckled to myself thinking about how me and Mahoney are over here who aren't working out at the moment, telling uh, you, untrue. hey, man, your shoes. Oh, you do walk. I apologize. Thank you. You do walk. I'm not, so I'll just speak Why, for myself. We, I ate is it called six pieces out? of cake the other day, and I'm like, yeah, your shoes. So <laughs> They're Nikes? What? That's the worst shoe you can that work is the, out. That is the worst shoe you can work out. That is the worst shoe. You're ridiculous. <laughs> but I, you, you, can, you, can, you can make fun of me all you want. You know who doesn't get hurt? This dude. I don't. I got my knees, all my joints intact. Yeah, my joints are fine. It's just my the ligaments. bottom of my feet from working too hard, great. Mahoney. Would you just celebrate me for a moment, please? You're doing great, Dave. Thank you, Audrey. You just need uh, Stop it. to work out your Stop heels, it. I guess. <laughs> I need stronger heels. <laughs> I need better shoes. <laughs> my shoes are fine. No, they're not. Please leave a message after the tone. Have you guys ever heard this take on Mary Poppins? Like how messed up the storyline is? A wealthy single father hires a woman off the street to feed his kids cough syrup and hallucinate while singing songs. Message deleted. He wasn't single. He had a wife. Did you not remember the suffrage movement that his wife was like pioneering? Did he say single? I think he just had a wealthy father. I think he said single father. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember Mary Poppins. I mean, like, I know I've seen it, and I know that spoonful of sugar makes something go down or something. Yeah, Yeah, that's all I remember. And uh, look, as, as a dad of multiple kids, sometimes, bro, you just need a break. Like if there's, if but they you can't be cough hot, syrup drugging. Look, if there if there happen to be some nice looking nanny with an umbrella walking around in front of my house, like four days out of the week, I'd be like, come on, in. I, Mary, I will tell you this. <laughs> I, your I need some help. I need some help. I will, you, you could sing too. This is great. She's way too hot. Like that's as a as Andrew, a child, uh, I had no idea how hot Mary Poppins was. And I'm was. just like, as an adult, I'm like, boy, Julie Andrews, what up? <laughs> yeah. Was it the gloves that did it? for it's you? It's all of it. Yeah. The Marys aren't the only thing popping around mm-hmm. here. Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Finally, vindication has come to roost. Audrey, I'm looking directly at you, and I feel a little embarrassed having to read the story looking directly in your eyes. Okay, Because the story uh, is that, <clears throat> according to a new study that has been done out of the University of Illinois in Champaign, uh, it suggests that there is a difference about how people are raised, men and women, and it turns out men are, in fact, better at directions. <laughs> Yeah, duh. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not sitting here. I have never said that I was geographically inclined in any type of way. Like, I could be living in an area my entire life, my whole life. I've lived in, like, three predominant, like, three areas predominantly, and I could never tell you any cross streets that I've ever lived on. I do feel like all of our sense of direction has gone dramatically downhill thanks to the advent of Apple and Google Maps and all of the things that, you know, conveniently point us exactly it where we need to go. It takes so much longer to remember now than it did then. Like, I have all the roads from my, like, youth memorized. Like, I don't need a GPS when I'm driving around back in St. Louis. I still remember Not- my friend's phone numbers. And Absolutely. And I, I don't know anyone's phone number now. But like, I don't know your phone number. And we talk every single day and yeah, we text every single day. Yeah, I don't it's know wild. your phone numbers either. Maybe I'm I should in the case of emergency. In case of jail. <laughs> that's the emergency that you need the <laughs> that you need the phone number for. But uh, they're saying that the reason why, and I don't know if this is going to hold up over time, but this is the what they found right now is they found that uh, young men were more encouraged to play outside than young women were, and that exposed them to outdoor surroundings, enhancing their navigational abilities while while evolutionary theories have been proposed to explain the difference, the study emphasized the impact of childhood experiences on, uh, you know, like directional skills. Well, also just like literally you guys were hunters. I mean, I, I feel like that's like saying that, you know, 
multi-poo that used to be a wolf. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't used to be a no. hunter. Like, my dad didn't used to be a hunter. His dad didn't used to. Like, the, the apple has fallen too far from the tree. Like, saying that I've got any sort of, like, street cred is like, my ancestry is of uh, hunters and gatherers. No, it's not. Not, not me, man. I'm too well, like, I didn't say what a hunter of. You're 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 expecting me to say I don't like a buffalo. You're from Scotland. You guys were hunting potatoes. I mean, I was just told you that I can't even wear eye contacts because I'm, my vision's too blurry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't survive out there. Milf hunt. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. When you're looking for love, hey baby, you want? Then all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the missed connection inspection on Dave and Mahoney. Everyone's looking for love in their own special way, and that's what the Misconnection Inspection is all about, Mahoney. We're taking these messages, and we're amplifying them. We're trying to give people another shot because maybe they had an interaction with somebody in public, and they didn't close the deal when they were actually with them. So what do they do? They take it to Craigslist. And we'll start with one that's entitled, Looking for Pineapples. Is this a swinger thing? Yeah, Dave. Okay. This is a man for a woman. It says, hi, eggplant here, 29 years old. The eggplant is a six and looking for a good... Okay. I'm not interested in other eggplants. Thank you. Looking for pineapples. Viewfinders, okay. Viewfinders, so voyeurs. Is that what that means? Yeah. I would say. Okay. All right. Wow. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't think that we've had a very forward... I mean... Is it swinging if it's just you, though? I mean, well, maybe looking he's looking for, for a swinging partner. Mm. You know, or uh, maybe they just like the... You know, you know, you know what I miss out on? What's swing that? dancing. Remember swing that dancing, in, in, yeah. in the mid nineties? Yeah. Yeah, like cherry popping daddies, you know? Uh-huh. That yeah, was yeah. that was a moment. This one is entitled Cynthia. Where are you? This is a man for a woman. Your name is Cynthia. You came to me in a dream. You are petite and very cute. Asian or perhaps Hispanic. Are you real? No. What? No, she's not. No, it's just a dream, man. Yeah. Or just say God. you're looking for an Asian or a petite Asian or Hispanic woman who you'd like to take out on a date. Not yeah. some weird ass dream. Leave the dream out of it. This and also, is, if you're picking like like Cynthia, like if like as far as names go, I know one Cynthia, and it is my wife's grandmother. Yeah, I know one Cynthia, and she was from Rugrats. From, from that Rugrats. Doll. Yep, we got grandmas Angelica's and Rugrats. Uh, this next one here is you forgot your raincoat, and I don't know why it makes me so angry that they used just the letter U for Y O U, but uh-huh. they did. This is a woman for a man. Why did you lie to me? I can tell. I expect you reimburse me for Plan B. Girls, stay away from Mister Benson. Oh, so Mr. Benson's out here just splooging? That's what it sounds but like. She, he forgot his quote-unquote raincoat, but you still went through with the act. Do you get reimbursed for Plan B, and how much is Plan B? Is that, tax, is that tax deductible if you're a hooker? <laughs> can you use your HSA account on Plan B? I'm yeah, not can, sure. Can I, uh, can, is, this, is this a legitimate business expense? Uh, this next one is entitled Pole Dancer. This is a man for a woman. You, blonde and exotic. Me, white man, shaved head, goatee, and dad bod. Okay. You are one of the sexier dancers at The Boat. So I guess it's a strip club called The Boat. Hmm. I know we had a connection the way you looked at me in my eyes. No other dancers make eye contact. Get in touch and let's finish what we started. And I'm here to tell you, fella, with the shaved head and the goatee and the dad bod, that stripper definitely really likes you. Hmm. It's it's not an act to get your money. You're special, and she definitely actually loves you. And she is trying to get money from you because she's pretending that you're special. Yeah. No, she's not really attracted to your dad bod. But good luck Some with women this. are, though. Hey, I don't want to knock that. Some women are attracted to the dad bod. Not strippers on yeah, stage. Strip. 
What do you mean? I mean, the strippers. Name somebody with a, more of a daddy complex <laughs> than a stripper. I, I bet that's what my dad's bot would have looked like. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So this is a really interesting idea. When you think about, you know, some of the most heralded comedians that have come out of Saturday Night Live, the list is so long. I mean, almost all of the big movie stars from the comedy world that have achieved that A-level success have come through the ranks of Saturday Night Live. Right, or adjacent, be it whether even if they were starring in it, writing in it as well. SNL has been... I would say pop culture's comedy factory for the last 50 plus years. Yeah, and there there hasn't been anything else like it. There have been, you know, Mad TV came along and Living Color. There's been some other contenders but over not, the years. they don't have Nobody. the history. Nobody could ever do it. Right. I mean, and even to this day, I mean, you think about the biggest comedians in the world as far as movie stars, and you think about the Will Ferrells and the Adam Sandlers of the world. And those guys, again, from Saturday Night right. Live. And like you said, the writers, the Conan O'Briens, there's been so many incredible talents but the, the question that's starting to come up more and more is, how much longer does Lorne Michaels really have? And you think about how long he's been doing 50 it. 50 years. And that he started it when he was in his 20s. Wild. You know, it's just kind of nuts to think about Wild. that. Wild. And then all of the things that he has seen over the years as this show has well, the developed. the talent he's cultivated. It's, it's incredible. I mean, what an absolute legacy. I don't know if we have a bigger star maker in comedy in the world. Or in movies. Ever. Just I, in I general. Really, I yes. really, it's really, whenever I think about the history of Lauren, I always hear that there are some of the hardest days in those writing rooms, but that is why we have the talent that we have. The like, same, I just hope whoever comes in next doesn't make them soft. The same thing with, like, Michael Jordan. If you if you watched the Michael Jordan documentary a couple years ago and you watched how Michael, you know, people thought he was an ass. Yes. But you know what? Excellence does you demand you yep. have to that's how you it can is get, you can everyone. be good but Steve, Steve, Steve Jobs had the greatness. exact same reputation yep. of being an a-hole because he wouldn't accept just good enough it had to be right every yep. single time and that's what made him so fantastic and that's what makes SNL so great well Lorne Michaels has said publicly that he wants to stay with the show at least through its 50th anniversary and he hasn't made any announcements about retiring or anything like that but the 50th anniversary celebration is coming up in February of next year right. so February 2025 is one that's going to happen and there is some speculation that he may be ready to kind of wind it down at that point 50 years in any industry is wild Long it's a time to be on top of the world yep. you know and be relevant culturally for 50 years, you know, but it's uh, it's quite the feat. I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again. Even with the struggles of, you know, traditional television and it being different than what it used to be, right? Because I remember when if, you know, I was in my 20s or whatever and I didn't go out on, on a Saturday night, which was rare, but if I didn't go out on a Saturday night, I was at home and Saturday Night Live was the show that you would watch. And I find myself, after all of these years, still really enjoying Saturday Night Live. I consume it in a different way now. Yeah, we watch, watch it, it the next on day. On demand. You know, yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's still great. This is interesting, though. This is somebody that they're speculating could potentially take over for Lauren Michaels that I think actually has the chops to do it. And she came up through the ranks of Saturday Night Live. Tina Fey. I mean, to be a show executive showrunner, I think Tina Fey would be a excellent choice 
before that, you know, I mean, you look what she did when she was on SNL. You look at, you know, what she's done with her film and television career, Mean Girls, 30 Rock, both iconic in their own right. And she yeah. doesn't have to be in front of a camera to be happy. No. Like, she's fine being behind and the has scenes. has a good eye for talent when has it comes to. Has a great eye for talent. Yeah. Has an incredible writing acumen as well. So I can't think of anyone better as far as, you know, a true, like, head writer and somebody, somebody who's that- been in it previously like kind of long enough i mean like not like too old and still has like their pulse on what the still climate cool. is right. exactly yeah. like like when you think of people that are relevant enough and cool enough to be able to pull off hosting a major award show right. Tina Fey's got those chops. She also has, like you said, a lot of experience behind the camera. I think she'd be an excellent choice. But I, if they, you know, her, turn it over to her or turn it over to Colin Jost and Michael Shea I was and let say. them just run that bitch, <laughs> I would yeah. I'd be you here for that. I was thinking Colin guys, Jost, actually. Yeah, give it to those guys for like two years and just see what happens and then have Tina Fey come in and fix it all. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You know the songs, but can you name them when they sound this bad? Bad? Bad. <laughs> It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Carol is joining us for a round of Cover Your Ears today. How are you, Carol? Uh, My heart's beating faster already just thinking about it. It should be. All you have to do is figure out the artist as well as the title of the song. Out of these tunes, you got to get three out of the four. You got a couple lifelines, should they be necessary. And they're kind of all over the place today. We have one that's got 47,000 views. We have another one that's got 80 views. But we're going to start with one that has 400 views. 30 seconds on the clock. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Best of luck. Here we go with number one. Seated up at night, speed, front, no street burn. Let us trust the clatter with the dinner fight down height. Wire in a fire room, present the southern gangs and the government for hiring. A combat site that they wasn't coming in a hurry. What the fury is breathing down your neck. Team by team reporters grapple Trump tethered crop. Look at that low plane. Fine, then uh oh, overflow population corner. But it'll do save yourself, serve yourself. World serves own needs. Listen to your heartbeat. Tell me that the reps are in the reference in the right, right. And we'll stop it right there. Do you know that one, Carol? I think it's the end of the world as we know it. Bye. I, I'm going to say R.E.M. Yes, 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 oh, yes, yes. And if you can't remember those words when you're karaoke it, don't worry, neither can Michael Stipe when he's actually singing it. <laughs> who, who could, honestly? There's so many words there. The last time he sang it, I think publicly, or at least on television, they had he had to have notes for it. I mean, I, I can understand why, man. It's like... You wrote that song how many years ago now? Well, and he played himself. You played yourself. You put too many words in too Too short amount of time. Yep. All right, so well done, Carol. You're on the board. Lifeline still intact. Here we go. On to number two. This one's got 47,000 views. Seven thousand views. That was uh, Scissor Sisters. So that's actually an oh. artist that has got a pretty good following. I was going to say that sounds just like them. That it makes sure, sense. Sure does. Hmm. Uh, pretty significant departure from the original, though. So that may be a little tricky. I don't know what song that is. You don't. I have no clue. Okay. I heard an I echo. Like I heard an echo in there that was reminiscent of a band. So I might at least have a half point, maybe. Okay, Carol, do you know it on your own? Well, it's Pink Floyd. Um, yeah, it is. 
Black Two Blues. Um, You're right there. Oh God. You're um, right there. It's right there. Come on. I, I know. Yeah, it's just like Two Blues. Um. I, I can't get the title right now. What about um, any Pink Floyd song off the top of your head? A really popular Pink Floyd song. Uh, it's not Wish You Were Here. It's no. not. No, no. Uh, Another one. Uh, time? Nope. No. Nah. I, I mean, this is the fact that she got Pink Floyd. Yeah. Is uh, that was solid. the only thing that I heard that because there was an echo in there that was reminiscent of a, yeah. of a Pink Floyd Reaper. What song was that? Comfortably Numb. Uh, That's what you're looking for there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can't believe I didn't get that. It, yeah. it, it's all right. That was that was a, a tough one. That was way off I the liked original. It which again, we kind of hope for in some of these covers, right? Like make it your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a good job at that. But one and a half points, so you're doing fine. You still have both lifelines. Here we go on to number three. Eighty views on this one. Sure, yeah, you're yeah. sitting here going, okay, who is that artist? Because I want to download all of their music. That would be Punk Metal Four, the number four mm-hmm. life. Oh, great. Okay, punk thank metal you. for life. 80 views on that one. Carol, over to you. Do you know it or do you need some help? I feel like Mahoney's got you if you need it. It's Metallica, and I can't think of the name of the song. I'll help you out there, okay. Carol. That's where wherever I may roam. That is correct. She's got yeah, a full okay, point with yeah. a little bit of help. The only song that's ever taught me what a vagabond is. Yeah, there's not a lot of singing about vagabonds. There's just not. There's not. Yeah, this, it's nice of Metallica to include vagabonds. Thank you. Yeah. They're inclusive. Two and a half. So all you need is a half point oh, on right. this last one. Audrey's still available. This is from That Arena Rock Show. Oh. 45,000 views on this one. Here we go. Just a little bit of your love. I want to be in that arena. Okay. Uh, Carol, over to you. Unfortunately, I have no idea. What? That scream. Can I get five more seconds? Yeah, I'll run The end. Yep. There it is. I mean, right that there. sounds like it would like be that. like a the, like a Robert Plant sort of uh, scream, like a Zeppelin scream. Yeah, it sure is. That's or the intensa. That was supposed to be a whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. It was. Yeah. I mean, the violin sounded cool, but I that was the stretch. Yeah, it was. That was but confusing. Either way, Carol gets the win. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh my God, would these people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh my goodness, I heard something so crazy. They're going to sacrifice farmland because it uses a lot of di- a lot of water, and the water usage is a lot less if you live in a house 
but you've got to eat. Message so deleted. I'm a baby adult. Like mm-hmm. I'm like on the entry level of adulthood. You know, like your 20s, you're the adult of being a child. Yeah, you know nothing. 30s. I'm the baby of being an adult. Sure. I was listening to that conversation and I understand drought and I understand home development and everything else thereafter. So as a 44-year-old, I feel like I should know things like this because I am a full adult and I don't. You're toddler adult though. You're like kid adult. Can you imagine for just one moment what it would be like if we actually did start to run out of water, yeah, like what pandemonium that would be. This would be, well, I, I've always said this, that the next like real world war is not going to be over borders or anything else. It's going to be over resources like water. I would and like we're not to, there yet. I would like to think that you're right. I just think that there's going to be some well, some moron who starts a world war before that. But you're probably right. Like the real. Regional, that's a regional. Like a regional VP. Yeah. Of like a you're not, actually in, charge. Yeah. You're not actually in charge of yeah. Vladimir. No. Relax. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the the whole idea of there being a water crisis is too much for me to process. Well, it's, I'm just like, I don't want to think about and it. And we're not there yet, you know, so we'll see. Are you going like, to like build a well? I don't know, man. Sounds like somebody else's problem. <laughs> yeah. Please leave a message after the tone. I can't understand how I forget someone's name within three seconds of meeting them. Do any of you have this problem? Message yes. deleted. All of the time. And I I know it's because, like, if you meet somebody that you feel like you want something from, then you remember their name. And I hate that about myself. I'm like, okay, if this is an individual that we're doing business with or somebody that's important to, you know, somebody that I care about, then you remember their name. But if it's just somebody in passing, but same sort have- of thing. You can meet them and be like, I can't believe I just forgot your name literally after it came out of your mouth. You and I have a limited bandwidth when it comes to that. We remember faces. Mm -hmm. You know, I can remember every face basically I've ever seen. Like, I have a skill at that. But when it comes to names, that's different. My wife, on the other hand, can remember literally everybody's name that she meets. Same with my husband, first and last name. I'm like, how do you remember their first and their last name? That is wild. But I don't know if you guys have heard this or used it or att- attempted to implement it into conversations when you're meeting someone. Apparently, a really good trick to remembering someone's name is to repeat it back to them within three minutes of a conversation. That doesn't work. I've already forgotten it by then. See, I, the, my, oh, really? My, so you're not even listening then? 30 seconds in, I'm like, what? <laughs> So you're not. So you're thinking about your the conversation you're about to have with that person and and social anxiety in that moment. Because why would you ever forget someone's name in ten seconds? I mean, there's it's it's an evolutionary thing. Like I think Dave was saying, like if we want something or need something from somebody, our brains kick in and go, boom, okay, remember this. How do you know? Like because you just know. Unless you you start having a conversation with someone, you can tell if you look somebody in the eye. You're like that person's got a water source. I can tell. They have, they have their own well that they've dug. Gotcha. Can and a bunker. by looking at them. That's right. And a bunker that <laughs> we're going to rob. Ready to go. Some of the most, uh, I feel like, influential people don't look like that. They kind of just, like, look uh, like look raggedy, literally. Mm-hmm. I, that's talking. very That's you, very confusing to me. You I'm keep confused. talking to them. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you be the the, the, uh, the, the the lead blocker on that one. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you keep those relationships strong for us. <laughs> so that way when our well runs dry. Please leave a message after the tone. Miss Audrey, I am so sorry. You're such a miserable bitch when you wake up from a nap. I got big shoulders. Put it all on me. Um, have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. Message deleted. <laughs> I think at first I was startled by the way you were talking to me. Miserable bitch. Everybody, I mean, like, every time I hear your voice, I, I just, I love him. I love him. Oh, sweet. Put all of, your, all of your problems on his shoulders. He's got big shoulders, he, apparently. He led with... 
you're a miserable bitch. Two, I'll handle all of the problems. Talk to you later. Bye. That's the type of man. That's a perfect call. That's the type of man. That's a perfect man. That is. Dave and Ed Mahoney. Do you guys ever have the realization that you're not nearly as tough as you thought that you were when you were a younger individual? Oh, I'm a bitch. Like, I don't Just. have any, any like, unless my wife's life is in danger or somebody I care about, there's zero chance I'm fighting anybody ever. Yeah, I mean, you used to be the guy that used to love getting into fights. Yeah. And now, yeah. that's just not you You're anymore. Uh, but there's, like, a scale. Like, not wanting to fight people, I think, is still, like, fairly high up there for, like, okay, I could fight somebody, but I'm electing not to because right. there's no upside. Mm -hmm. Either, if I win, I'm probably going to get a bunch of charges pressed against me. If I lose, then I just got my ass kicked. Or, there's you no know, upside. there are, at this point in life, Dave, the thing that I, the reason why I quit hockey at 30 years old and picked up golf is because I like we get injured now. These are injuries that are with us forever. These Again. are forever injuries now. I Great. love hearing men talk about this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, like I just I totally could. I could have fight. I would have. Yeah, if yeah. I were to you know continue to fight, you know if I if I needed to. You know, I could. Try. I could certainly do that. Yeah, I could totally beat up everybody. It's just like, oh yeah, I, I quit hockey for the sake of my knees. But I if did. I hadn't, I probably could have had like three or four Stanley Cups. I love right it. Now, I love. I mean, because well, I don't know if there is that for women, but perceptually, like being a woman and always hearing men kind of like have the fight talk because it's yeah. it's a kind of common thing that I hear men talking about, whether you guys realize it or not. Like, yeah, yeah like oh, we'll beat that guy's ass. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, for sure, sure yeah. uh -huh. bucko. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but so I love let me it. just give you like again, we're talking about fighting and athletics and stuff uh -huh. like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it down like 10 steps here. So I, uh, I'm i trying to like improve my eyesight. And I was thinking about, you know, am I a candidate for LASIK and all this stuff? Mm -hmm. And so I went to this place where a guy, you know, like does LASIK and he's yeah. very, you know, like great reputation Just all that guy? stuff. Well, he's a, he's a, a, a doctor. He's a guy. Yes, he's a doctor. He's a bro. Some guy. In his backyard. He's, he's got a laser <laughs> bought, bought off Amazon. <laughs> You know, he does some inscribing on like uh, uh, what are those? Uh, uh, like on a chef Stanley blocks. Cup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, love on a butcher block. You Can guys get done? Dave, calligraphy you done? on your eyes. eyes on you the done? weekends. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a doctor. Okay, <laughs> that also happens to be a guy uh -huh. with a laser gotcha. that he bought off Amazon. <laughs> uh -huh. A cricket. So I go to him and I'm like, hey, am I a candidate for LASIK? He's like, no, not right now. He's like, they may have to do like the lens replacement. That would be a few years down the road. And so he suggested contact lenses. Oh, no. And have you guys ever worn contacts? I won't. I can't put stuff in my eyes. Back in the day and for the same reason, and I haven't worn contacts since I was a kid, but it was because they were always getting lost in there. And I'm like, yeah. that's gross. What do you mean I've got to pull it from my tear duct? So I've I had an unnatural fear of contacts. Like I've always mm. been, I was always glasses before I had LASIK done like 15 years ago. So I love things in my eyes, so I didn't have any problem with it. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. Good for uh, you. I'm glad <laughs> to know that about you. Thank you for feeling this was an open enough yeah, space yeah, for you. Yeah, this is a safe that. space, right? Yeah. <laughs> gross. <laughs> As you guys mock me for calling a doctor a guy. So safe. But he, so, went to, he went to school for like 12 years, man. Okay, of course he's a doctor. Okay. I thought that was implied. He's an eye doctor. That's what he does. Okay. But Optometrist. So he, he, he encouraged me that, hey, like now is not the time to get LASIK. Right. Maybe that's a few years down the road type thing. But we would encourage you to get contacts because, you know, it'll help to train your eye a little bit. It helps your eyes to relax. So I went and got my first pair of contacts yesterday. How did that go? Terrible. Uh, I mean, like I could put them in and take them out like fairly easily like i don't know if the guy was just gassing me up he's like wow you're really good at that I'm like thanks man 
You love words of affirmation. I do. I love it. I'm getting gassed out. He's like most, you know, it takes uh, most guys a lot longer to, to touch their eyeballs than you. I'm like, I do. I'm fine with touching my own eyeballs. Thank you. Um, but I can't see with the contacts in. Because the, the, wrong prescription? the way that the contacts work, I guess, is that they kind of slowly scale you up, or at least this is what they're doing for me, at like 25% of what my prescription is. So basically, I put the contacts in, and I'm just like blinded by them. Like, they just it makes my eyesight worse than if I just Did don't have my glasses on. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, that's normal. I'm like, it's normal. That doesn't feel normal. So I can't really see that well. So and so this morning. To, you went to a bootleg optometrist. No, he's very. You went to some guy. He's, some guy. he's, he's very, very this good. Is, this, is, this guy clearly sounds like he's just some guy because no, that doesn't sound right to me. It, it didn't seem right. And so, like, last night I'm sitting there and I'm watching, you know, TV with the wife and I can barely see it. Because my eyes are getting worse. And then this morning is supposed to be my first day wearing contacts. Where and I'm are like, they? I, I, I'm not wearing them because I can't see with them. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll put them on later to try to train my eyeballs. Did you bring them with you? Why don't you just no, stick with glasses. You, you've got a face that is... Uh, glasses face. Uh, you have a you glasses got, face? You do uh, have a glasses. There are people who do not have glasses faces. And you've got a glass. You look smarter. I would say... I look and, smarter? And, and honestly, wow. I would say this. As your friend... Mm-hmm. Don't get contacts and lose the glasses because you'll look dumb. Or I look dumber Take without. The you look off much smarter. So the vast majority. You of, look smart now. You oh, look like oh. a guy who might be like a professional something. You look a like you could be a professor of sorts. <laughs> yeah, you, you look like you know a thing or two. You take them off. Yeah, idiot. total dummy. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Time to play Tipsy. through the plot. Or toddler. Dave and Mahoney. Come on, everybody. Dan is joining us today for a round of tips to your toddler. Dan, let me ask you one question before we get going. Have you spent any time around drunk people or little kids recently, or perhaps both? Uh, Both. Both, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Same. Uh, So these things that were said were either said by somebody who's hammered or a little kid. And, you know, if you spent time around kids, you know that they act like little drunk people. They're constantly bumping into stuff, and they're saying things that maybe they shouldn't. Mahoney, you've got the honors of doing the first one solo, and it does call for a southern accent. Are you going to attempt a southern accent? I don't take director's notes. Oh, Oh, you don't. You you do your own. Okay. Okay. Let's see the direction that he decides to take instead. Here we go, Dan. Good luck. What's wrong with you, Stephen? Pants blew up. Mm. Okay, that's all you get, Dan. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Stephen? My pants blew up. That's supposed to be a southern accent, but Mahoney refused. Do you think that is a tipsy person or a toddler? Tipsy. <coughs> tipsy. It's mm, a good guess, but now no, that, that was a toddler, unfortunately. Let's have a listen. What's wrong with you, Stephen? My pants blew up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. All right, so incorrect on the first one, but it's all right. You're still alive. Here we go on to number two. Mahoney, you and I back and forth on this one. Yep. Bitch. Oh! You. I mean, no, you. And I love you. And wh- wh- where are you going? What? I heard what you said. I love you. Where are you going? <laughs> are you going home? <laughs> yeah. Dan, tipsy or toddler? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with Tipsy again. Yeah, no. Oof, this is tough. Another toddler. It's it's tough. It's tough. You're still alive. Let's have a listen to that one. Bitch. Who? Yeah. I mean, now you know. And I love you. Where are you going? I heard what you said at first. I love you. Where are you going? (laughs) Are you going home? 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> baby called his dad a bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Here we mm-hmm. go on to the next one. Audrey, you're solo here. Take it away. Somebody's trying to get in. <laughs> hey, back up. I'm trying to tell them that I love them. All right. Tipsy or toddler on that one, Dan? <laughs> stick stick with it. With Tipsy. Stick, sticks with it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> on the board with a point here is number three. Somebody's trying to get in. <laughs> I like her energy. I do. That's the kind of drunk energy that, you know, people need to embrace. Dan, you're on the board. Here we go on to number four. This one is also calling for a southern accent, and I will oblige. I will take the director's notes. Like we're almost at a wedge. Just try to squeeze a little bit. If you punch it, it'll come out easier. What kind of southern are you? Like we're almost at a wedge, southern. (laughs) Is that a tipsy person or is that a toddler, Dan? Tyler. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't know how you're doing it. Like, we're almost out of weight. Just try to squeeze a little bit. If you punch it, it'll come out easier. That was pretty that good. Pretty good pretty actually. Good, yeah. Yeah. Did your that face child have dip in his mouth? Yeah, maybe. That sounded like dip. That child sounded like he was appropriating my culture. <laughs> okay. That was a fake accent on that kid. And final one. Dan, you win it right here if you get this correct. Audrey Mahoney, take it away whenever you're ready. Are you making it? I mean, just look. At the pizza. Just, uh, just fry it up. Put it in the frying pan. No, no, it looks good. Just frying pan. Put it in a frying pan. No frying pan. Frying pan. <laughs> Dan, tipsy or toddler for the win? Tipsy. There he goes. He did it. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> One of the all-time great performances. <laughs> Magnificent. You say tipsy on all of them? <laughs> Let's have a listen. Are you making it? I mean, look at the pizza. Just fry it up. Put it in a frying pan. Oh, Just frying no. pan. Put it in a frying pan. No, frying pan. Yeah, frying pan. Yeah. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call your dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Hey, we were recently in Puerto Vallarta, and uh, we had to run to the supermercado walmart and i found it interesting that um they did not have any self-checkouts there but what they did have was 18 or 24 daft checkouts and they were moving people in and out pretty darn quick if you don't want to have a self-checkout head to puerto vallarta message deleted good to know Uh, i don't think that i've ever done any uh walmart shopping while out of the country but maybe I'll have to add that to the list. I read a rumor that self-checkouts may be allegedly making it to where you have to do it only if you have 10 items or less. I mean, that's how they should be, yeah. honestly. I mean, it did, because I used to be a cashier. I told you guys that at uh, Bilo. Mm-hmm. I, I went from bag boy to cashier. Pretty proud of my promotion, promotion. at the time. Mm-hmm. But I did sometimes get put on the 15 items or less lane. This is well before the days of self-checkout. And... um it would make me angry when people would roll in there and just not pay. Like, if you had 17 items, no one cares. Sure. If you roll in there with a full cart, yeah, that's just rude. You're I've just, been told to turn around because I like, well I was, like, not paying attention and went into the wrong lane. And they're like, you have too many things. You have to 
to back it up. You didn't notice the 15 items or less gigantic hanging sign? No, 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 no. Because I was on my phone. I was driving. Uh, I was, uh, I was, I was, I was driving. driving. Yeah, You're texting and driving. driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just a girl. <laughs> driving the car. Yeah, it's fine. What do you mean I'm supposed to be paying attention? So. <laughs> Is that my job? I think what we can take from this, though, into a curb? What is that in Mexico, their grocery stores infinitely better than here in the U.S. because they're fully staffed, and you can buy steroids and Viagra over the counter. And Vivance. Not, no, not like I know from experience, but. What's Vi- what is a Vivance? Is. You can buy, uh, that's like uh, Adderall. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not focused on that. Steroids and Viagra. Those yeah, are, those, 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 those are, those are targeted towards us. Yeah, yeah. It's like every time that I go to Mexico, like if I you know go down there to Cabo or whatever, I'm passing the thing. It's like steroids, Viagra. I'm like, I don't need it, but it could be fun. <laughs> and antibiotics. And my wife's like, no. Please leave a message after the talk. Some yeah. No, or not. Me, the more the better. Bring on a couple feet. Later. Message deleted. Bro, you do you, man. Like, and there, I think people are one way or the other. You are either embracing the cold or you do not want anything to do with it. Like, it's- there's different levels of embracing, though, because I mean, growing up in Minnesota, they, you know, I lived in Brainerd, Minnesota, which is freezing cold in the winter, brutally cold to the point where people are driving trucks out onto the lake that we grew up on, a little little lake called Gilbert Lake, and the the guys that would go out there fully embraced wintertime. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they probably hated their families. I didn't have that perspective when I was younger. But now I realize that this encampment of dudes that would be in the middle of the lake with their six little ice fishing houses that were about the size of a porta potty, they would have their satellite dishes off the side of it. They would go out there and live in their little fishing huts yeah, for they were doing, weeks on end. They were kissing their friends. You think that's what it is? <laughs> You cannot tell me they were gaining it up in their in their ice fishing houses. You cannot tell me that somebody who is living that close in quarters does not have tendencies. No, they <laughs> they all had their own ice fishing houses. Uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. maybe not. You might be onto something. You can bring your side chick out to a. Can you bring a side chick out there? Yeah. Like, is it? Is if it, a side chick, if a side chick knows she's a side chick, she's okay with being in an ice hut. You're yep. like, hey, babe, do you mind snowmobiling out to, <laughs> to my porta potty so we can get it on? <laughs> Bring that the, snowblower. There's only two that options. Snowblower. There's only Come so on. many days that somebody's going to want to be just sitting by themselves without, <laughs> you know, like Mahoney said, being snowblowed. Dave and Mahoney. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So Mahoney is going through this really fun process right now, and I'm not saying that tongue-in-cheek. It really is fun when you're building a new house because there's just so much excitement that comes along with seeing the whole process come together, and you're still pretty early on in that process, and so you know that there's how many months left? Probably another seven, eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Seven, eight months left on um, on the uh, on the build. They just started framing out the foundation, so it's coming along. You know, we've gone through all the kind of like the heavy lifting of the design part, and yep. you know, going through all of that. Now it's just waiting. So but- you said earlier that you drive by every day. Yep. Like when there's people out there that are working on it, like you walk out there and just kind of fold your arms and just watch, just make sure no, they're, no, they're no, hustling I along. I don't know anything how to do have literally a, Have anything. a hard hat that says foreman on it? No. 
No, not, none of that. No, don't don't have that. I usually I'll, I'll go I'll go check it out like when everybody leaves. No, you need to you need to start like going up in there, just asking them how things are going, asking if there's any you slackers one, on the job site. You take one look at me, and you know I know nothing. nothing. I don't want to be <laughs> that guy, but I like looking and watching just because it's something. Because one, I don't have a whole lot of stuff to do uh-huh. after the show. You know, no. being here by myself, but. Looking at that, that's that's kind of my uh, my that's new your, hobby. That's your hobby, yeah. But th- so I have eight months until we move into the new place. So I'm trying to find a new place because the house I'm renting, uh, the guy's also building a house, and his is getting done three months early. Mm. So he had planned to rent it out for a year, do these things, and I've talked to him. We've gone back and forth. You may have heard us talk about it here on the show, and he's actually been very cool about offering to pay me to buy me out. That's the right thing nice. to do yeah. in a situation like that. And I'm being like, I'm being cool because I've got no issue with them. And so I'm like, I will take that, but I have to find a new place to rent. So the last couple of days, I've been going to new houses to try to find a new place to live for these next seven, eight months mm-hmm. while the house is being finished. Yeah, I went into a place yesterday and there was a, a, a lovely lady realtor who was showing me this house. Mm-hmm. And she's a little bit older. And the house, we go in, beautiful house. They've got crosses and Jesus stuff everywhere. Don't have any issue with any of that. I'm just like, you know, these are very, very religious people. It, it, this, this is a furnished house? This one I was going into, I think... Is a furnished house. So the, it comes with all the Jesus stuff. I think so. I don't have a problem with that. I don't care because it's just, it's a place with a roof over my head that I'm going to play Call of Duty, you know, 90% of the time yeah. I'm in the house. So none of that really matters. I like the location. Sure. It's a nice, it's a nice neighborhood that, you know, that's an important thing to me. But and the, the Jesus stuff, the crosses, not the thing that's weirded me out. But as we walk into the bedroom to show me like the master bath, I, uh... I notice two things bolted to the ceiling. What? In the master bathroom? In the master bedroom. What? Oh. What are they? What are you <laughs> Presented for that a lot swing of, of sorts? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but I love that they kept Jesus downstairs, so he didn't know what was going on up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, you just keep an eye on what's happening down here exclusively, please. Hey, Jesus. but you know what? I love that. If you're able to do whatever you want with your partner and they can validate you, and if it's got to be bolted to the ceiling, if it's got to be bolted to your, I don't know, headboard, whatever gets you going. I, I just that. thought it was funny them. that they took it down. <laughs> Because I would have got the place on the spot had it been hooked up. (laughs) This is the David Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm David Mahoney. Season number five of Fargo wrapped up this week. I watched the season finale last night. And man, what an absolute masterpiece. I loved it. Season number five of Fargo. John Hamm was the star of this one. You know, he was talking about his character, and you know, he plays this uh, this good old boy, if you will, the sheriff in this a hard small man town. for a hard time. That's Dave. exactly right. 
Uh, but his his performance, I thought, was fantastic. It was probably Everybody. my favorite John Hamm performance since his role as Don Draper in Mad Men. And you've got some other pretty, you know, recognizable actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the woman who played Keeley from uh, from Ted Lasso, Juno Tempo. Yes, yeah, Juno she, Temple. She was phenomenal. She's uh, great. And then you had the guy, the kid who played Steve from Stranger Things, yep. in there as well. I uh, I haven't watched the finale yet. We're going to watch it this weekend, uh, my wife and I, because when we are uh, reunited, uh, we are going to we are going to watch it. Can't show cheat. But I will say, I'm I'm caught up through episode nine, and I have loved every minute of this season. Well, no spoilers, but everyone's fine in yeah. the finale. I'm nothing, not sure nothing, nothing bad, bad happens, happens at all to anybody, to anyone. Everything As usually, goes great. the way Fargo goes, yes. I'm sure. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but John Hamm was fantastic in it. If you haven't watched season number five of Fargo, would highly recommend. Uh, I would recommend every season except for three. You can watch one, two, four, and five. Skip three, and it's a phenomenal show. You know what's funny is that my wife and I were talking about that last night. We haven't watched season number four of Fargo just because oh, we fell off after really season good. three. It's really good. And I've heard that it's really good, but because you can kind of bounce around on those seasons, we're going to go back and start right. season number four now. So looking forward to that. Uh, this is an interesting story. Arnold Schwarzenegger got detained in Munich for an unregistered watch. So random. Like, yeah. Can you imagine being the person that you have to look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and be like, hey, man, I am so sorry, but like, I need to take you over here. Well, the way the reason this th- the things like this happen is because you have to pay tariffs and you have to pay taxes on certain things in certain areas over certain dollar amounts. And Arnold is a, you know, he well known for his watch collection. So my guess is this watch was real pricey and you just said you know there's not going to be he's not going to prison or anything he's just going to have to pay the fine and pay a tariff and move on yeah so he he was uh he was stuck in the airport for like three hours which i imagine that arnold was none too pleased about it but uh they, they called it you know an, an, an incompetent shakedown so uh-huh. some people are saying that maybe the authorities were in the wrong with the way they approached it but basically oh. to your point mahoney it's an expensive watch they're saying that there was like ten thousand dollars in taxes that could potentially have to be collected right. arnold was just like I'll pay the $10,000, whatever, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, we'll figure it out. If it's not that much in taxes, then, you know, you can get reimbursed for it, whatever. But the problem was they tried to use a credit card machine. It wouldn't work. He went to the ATM. The ATM wouldn't give him enough cash because it was an airport ATM. What a so nightmare. So you had to leave the airport, go to a bank, get the 10 like just a total mess. I but would be fuming. Also, you got to call your, you got to call Amex, Arnold. Yeah, but also, like, hey, man, can, like, one of my people deal with this. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know where I'm going to be. Exactly. And they're saying that the watch is probably going to be auctioned off anyhow for his climate initiative. So it's like a charity thing. That, uh-huh. and, you know, it's just like, you know, or it's exhausting. Good, or that's a good PR spend. Either yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the delay was attributed to the need to then check all of his luggage. So they had uh-huh. to unpack everything of Arnold's. And you're like, what a pain in the butt. But yeah, Arnold, none too pleased about what he called a shakedown. I'm none too pleased today as we round out Pop Trash today with the fact that Dua Lipa is cheating on me. Who's she dating now? So she is dating uh, Callum Turner. They have confirmed their relationship by publicly Ooh. displaying some affection. He's an actor, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Um, so they were uh, uh, at an after party for his Apple TV show. They were having dinner together. Uh, they She recently broke up with the French director that she'd been previously linked to and is now dating a guy named Callum Turner. Audrey, I see that you are uh, looking up Callum Turner right now. Would you say... Callum or Caleb? Callum. C-A-L-L-U-M. Callum Turner. Uh, Tell me if you think that he is attractive enough to be dating what I think is one of the most beautiful women in the world. Uh, He looks like he would be dating Dua Lipa. Okay. That's like kind of her MO. Yeah. He looks like a guy from Britain and I'm pretty sure she is too. So, yep. This looks like 
a regular old white guy to me. Yep, Checks just a up. normal old white guy, which is what gives us all hope, doesn't it, Mahoney? Not us. He's probably 10 years old. He's like a normal guy. I'm showing everybody in the room right now. Yeah, he's looks a normal like a normal guy. This, this is a white guy. Stretched yeah. out Tom Hardy. Yeah, or yeah. Tom uh, Holland, excuse yes. me. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You know, isn't it amazing all these tech companies? They've just gotten so bold with raising prices on stuff. I mean, we see it all of the time. How many notifications do you guys get on a regular basis? Oh, this app that you subscribe to, Netflix. price is going up. Netflix. I feel like every quarter. It's every quarter every it single, goes up. Oh, it's Netflix, it's Hulu, it's ESPN, it's every single one of them nickel and diming us for more money. You know what? You're listening to us on the radio right now. The one thing that we've never asked you for is money. And that's the one thing that I think has made radio so vibrant, even in 2024, when there's so much competition out there. All of these other companies are constantly banging down your door, demanding more money for the exact same, or in a lot of cases, worse versions of themselves because the content's being more spread out and everything else. Or you're getting an ad tier service. So you're getting gouged. You're already having to pay for the service and then getting gouged because you want that service minus the ads. So I don't know for sure if this is the way that it's going to go, but I imagine that it's probably going to be the case. Amazon is reportedly launching a subscription service for Alexa. So now, potentially, for the good version of Alexa, you're going to have to pay for it. And it's not included with Prime? So they're saying that there is some stuff that's included with Prime, but we don't know all of the details yet. And normally, the stuff that they don't make publicly available right away is not great news yeah. for us. What a joke. I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of anger that it gives me whenever I think big tech and how much money they have and they're just <laughs> they are just getting every single penny that they can from us. And what are we going to do? What what do we do? Right. So I've already got a whole bunch of the Alexas around the house, right? And so if I get pissed off and I decide, okay, that's it, I'm done with you know Amazon Alexas, then what? I have to replace all of these smart speakers that I've already purchased. Well, because then if you do, Apple's going to end up doing the same thing. Right. Whenever they see one yep. thing working, the other tech companies will follow in tow. Especially if that thing that's working is just bilking us for more money. I think that we've just been shackled by convenience, and yep. we really are just you know saying, okay, fine, I guess, because what other options are there? Cable like, TV or you know, you had back cable and, and satellite on the ropes. Yep. You did. And you know what you're doing? You're driving us back into the arms of our ex-lover. Yep. For real. Because, like, my wife pointed this out to me the other day. She's like, you know we're now currently spending more money on our, you know, our Service. entertainment apps mm-hmm. yep. than we were on cable yep. before this? And, it, and at that point, you know, I get inflation's a thing, but... The way that technology works is that the better it gets, the cheaper it gets. And that's not what's happening here. It's just not. Such a good point, Mo. Americans that are nuttier than a payday. I got me a dog. It's the Redneck Report on Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, I don't think a lot of the stories in the Redneck Report generally make you very angry. But this one, I think, will. What's happening now, Dave? A 25-year-old man whose last name is Outlaw, Monty Outlaw, was arrested after allegedly shooting an 18-year-old boy in the face with a gun, thankfully a BB gun, at a McDonald's. Oh, hell no. In Brandon, Florida. His name's Monty. Monty Outlaw. I mean, I get why he's got problems, because if you're 25 years old and your name is Monty, you're not being set up for success. I guess there was some sort of argument between Outlaw and the victim. 
who had planned to use the internet and charge their devices inside of the fast food restaurant. The argument escalated, leading Outlaw to shoot the victim in the nose with what was determined to be a BB gun. What kind of dork travels around with a BB gun? Somebody also, that's a good to way to get shot. That's a good way to get shot for yeah. real. You pull a BB gun. Do not bring a BB gun to a real fight. Um, Dude, you know that they hated this guy, too, because Outlaw arrested, charged with two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, Grand yeah. theft, third degree, uh, battery second, other offenses as well. So, yeah, they uh, so the, threw the book at him. They were fighting over chargers. I guess. Dude, you you know, like, if this. you if you got to charge your phone. At a fast food establishment, you got to use your life together. And then you get in your and you're you're starting a fight inside. Like, yeah. man, you yeah. got to really reevaluate what you're doing. At 25, yeah. so this Bro. is a little chaotic. A 32 year old man by the name of Devin Cooper was arrested for allegedly going to town on himself in front of another man and then stabbing him repeatedly hmm. with a knife. That's uh, called the Louis C.K. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> N.I.F.E. <laughs> do, you, do you know? What? You see the article headline that I put on here? No, I put oh. Louis C.K. question mark. <laughs> oh. Uh, the victim reported the, the incident to the cops saying that Cooper had approached him while he was sleeping in a stairwell of a parking garage. Why? And Why were you doing that? Again, a lot of chaotic energy here. The victim asked him to leave. The suspect then exposed himself, started going to town, and then started attacking the victim. He, uh, he was cut of the hand, blood stains on his clothes, and yeah. So, so the, the question I have, so he's going to town himself. Mm. So his pants have to be at least down around his ankles. At Some, least. No, man. He's just, it's through the, it's through the zipper hole. Yeah. Where is the knife in all of this? Because, again, if your pants are down, where is that knife that you pulled out and stabbed somebody with? Like, I don't want to, is, was that an ass knife? <laughs> so would you like to hear another Ew. story about, uh, about. Like, where was that knife at? Like, what What do you mean? Like, just like a plug? Uh, he, he just, <laughs> it was just resting it. between the cheeks back there. <laughs> just holding on to it. Here's my blade. You turn <laughs> I around. hate that. Uh, so did she turn around? There's another story about a man pleasuring himself. Would you like to hear it? No, Dave, uh, I actually don't. Will you not tell bad. the story nope. if I tell you, if I say nope. no? Oh, okay. Nope, nope, sorry, we're already uh, too committed. Uh, this one brings we're us really to not. Iowa City. His name is his name is Kenneth Kelly. He's 54 years old. Good- he was arrested after uh, making some comments that were uh, sexual in nature and then mm-hmm. exposing himself at the gas station. Would you like to know the gas station? No. The come and go gas station. Come with the K. I've gone gas. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah. It sounds like a pervert. Yep. Named and, and that that's gas station. Why Kenneth, the 54 year old pervert, showed up there. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, you were talking about home remedies and things that we used to get told when we were younger would solve and cure all of our ailments. I don't remember a, a ton of home remedies from when I was growing up that were supposed to be a cure-all, but I do remember my mom, still to this day, has a very odd fascination with baking powder, where, like, she'll say that using baking powder as toothpaste is actually better for your teeth and gums than using toothpaste. Well, baking powder or soda? Baking soda. Oh, sure. okay, okay, because those are two different things. Oh, baking soda. Yeah, Sorry. baking soda. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what um, Arm & Hammer toothpaste Arm & Hammer, yeah, yeah. Is, I think, question mark. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why this came to my mind, but there are so many, you know, at-home remedies from, like, my grandmother or my mother that has been passed down from generation. And I guess baking soda is one of your moms that she was told. Are you going to be telling your kids anything? Like, do you guys have something that's been the lore of the Farahs for forever? Well, no, I mean, that may be the thing that I would have passed down, but have you ever brushed your teeth with baking soda? I have. Yeah. It's terrible. It's the worst. My wife has, because she's, you know, in a, on a health kick these days, and so she doesn't use anything with fluoride mm-hmm. anymore because mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, if you get start, like, getting down that, 
rabbit hole. We got lots of fluoride. Of, in I mean, I mean, if you go toothpaste down, and stuff. I know, but if you go down any rabbit hole, everything is killing sure, us. Sure, but remember the study that came out last week where it's like bottled water is killing you. You're like, oh no, but that is that's, uh, that's no. True. I mean, I know it's real. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But like, what am I supposed to do? Just drink that. Well, drink out of a reusable cup, man. Do what? But our, then fill it up with what? I'm filling it up with. No, 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 no. Bottle it's water? the microplastics in the bottled yeah. water. My wife actually, the, the toothpaste that she uses Pour now is not a toothpaste. It's a powder. Well, I have a lot of friends that have stopped using, like, the regular deodorant because it's got, like, the I've, aluminum and I've stuff. Sto- I mean, I've stopped using, I've, I haven't used the one with metal in it for years, but I've that's one of the one things. No, no, like, I, can, I, I, fall- can tell, I can tell. I can't use uh, that because I do get stinky. Yeah, I've switched over, I switched over <laughs> to the, the natural ones. But I'll say this. I'm a naturally stinky even person. Though, even Walmart's offering like the natural. I forget the, the the brand that I use now. My wife found it for us, and I like how it smells. And that's all. If I like, I like how it smells, and it's allegedly better for me. Whatever, sure. I'm gonna use it. Yeah. So, Audrey, you mentioned one that I'd never heard of before, and that's uh, onions in your socks. So, whenever you sleep, apparently, one of the things that you can do is putting onions in your socks or by your bedside table, and I guess it like absorbs all of whatever from your feet that is the illness from the air. It's kind of a purifier. That's, if you look this up, it is a real thing. That can't be a real thing. Does uh, it actually make you feel better, supposedly? Allegedly. I feel like if you marinate yourself, then like you might be more delicious, but maybe not healthier. <laughs> you are literally. Like, you're turning yourself into a stew. <laughs> Do we know what kind of onions? Is it a white onion or is it a red onion? Because I'm I'm uh, I'm more of a red onion than a white onion fan. Are you? I am. I like onions that hurt, <laughs> that are mean to me. Like you like them raw? They'll call me some name. Oh, yeah, raw red onion. Mahoney goes home and just cuts onions so he will cry. He just wants to feel something. So it does show you a red onion on the photo, but, I mean, I guess it's a cold and flu remedy. And I've never heard of that. And one of the things that I see, so if you ever have left an onion out ever and existed, like a countertop onion for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I feel like in everyone's age, you've seen that once or twice. It doesn't turn black. Like, it just doesn't. And whenever people are pulling these funky onions out of their socks. They're black. They are black. Ew, really? Do you not remember those commercials where they would show those things that you would stick on the bottom of your feet at night? Yes. And when you peel them off, it's the same principle, right? But onion. But it, but the same thing. When you peel these things off your feet, it would be black. It, like, huh. sucks I mean, all this I've been, iron and all these other are you, things out of your body. Are you the reason, Audrey, I've been Can getting you these? only put them on your feet? <laughs> <laughs> Are you the reason I've been getting like Insta- Instagram ads for like feet purifiers? Audrey <laughs> <laughs> is the problem. <laughs> is that a yes? That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney. Dot com.